Canada HR News on March the 4th, 2024. I'm Elena Bobireva. In today's episode, we talk about the body shop closing 33 stores in Canada, ADP's latest work happiness index, training for employees living with ADHD, and other topics. To get the latest HR updates, follow us on X at CADHR News and LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast. The Body Shop Canada will close nearly a third of its stores and end online sales as it seeks creditor protection. The company will start liquidating 33 out of its 105 stores immediately. It is not yet clear how many workers would lose their jobs as a result of the store closures in cities including Toronto, Ottawa, Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatoon, and St. John. The company said in a press release that it hopes Ontario court proceedings will give it breathing room while it evaluates its strategic alternatives and engages in restructuring. It hopes to keep the bulk of its stores open in Canada. As part of that restructuring, the company will no longer accept gift cards, sell new gift cards, or provide refunds, and will consider all new and previous purchases final. The move comes after the Body Shop International was acquired by a private equity firm and put into administration last month, allowing it to restructure or wind down without paying off its debts. It's been a challenging year for journalism in Canada. After massive layoffs at Bell and CBC, Vice Media announced recently that it would also be laying off hundreds of its employees, joining other media companies in the United States that have recently cut jobs, including the Los Angeles Times and Washington Post. Mark Colley, staff reporter from Toronto Star, has summarized key layoffs in the industry. Vice Media, for example, would lay off hundreds of employees and shut down the Vice.com website. The company filed for bankruptcy last May after a separate round of layoffs that impacted more than 100 people. Vice was then sold to a consortium led by the Fortress Investment Group for 350 million US dollars, which is a far cry from the company's nearly 6 billion valuation in 2017. A few days ago, Pink Triangle Press laid off more than a dozen employees including several key members from the staff of Extra Magazine. The Canadian-based online publication covers LGBTQ culture, politics, and health. The layoffs come as Meta continues to block access to news in Canada in response to the Online News Act. Last year, publishers warned the government that the move could devastate their businesses. In February, Bell Canada announced it would be laying off 4,800 employees across the country, representing 9% of its workforce. The company said less than 10% of the cuts would come from Bell Media. Bell had plans to sell 45 of its 103 radio stations 
and would end weekday noon newscasts on all CTV stations except in Toronto. It also announced cuts to weekend newscasts, evening programs, and BNN Bloomberg daytime programming. Combined with a separate round of cuts in June 2023, Bell has laid off more than 6,000 employees in the last nine months. In December, CBC said it would be cutting up to 10% of its workforce to address a budget shortfall of $125 million. That meant laying off around 600 employees, including around 250 each from CBC and Radio Canada. The public broadcaster also said around 200 vacant job positions would stay empty. Now, on to happier news. ADP's National Work Happiness Score for February 2024 is 6.7 out of 10, the same as in January. Still, some regions climbed to the top three for the first time. Atlantic Canada is the happiest this month, with notable increases in sentiments around work-life balance and flexibility. BC is in the second spot and Alberta is seeing the greatest increase in satisfaction levels. Alberta is now tied with Quebec for the third place. Ontario has the lowest score, with 6.5 out of 10. The index also reports that boomers experienced their highest score to date, 7.7 out of 10, and they hold the top spot as the happiest generation of workers for the 14th consecutive months. The survey is asking respondents about work-life balance and flexibility, recognition and support, compensation and benefits, and options for career advancement. Of these four categories, option for career advancement received the lowest score in February. It is currently at 6.1 out of 10. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business, CFIB, warns that the federal government's abrupt changes to the international student visas and work permits for accompanying spouses may hurt small businesses that are already struggling to grow and stay productive because of the staffing challenges. In late January, the government announced a two-year cap on international student visas, as well as the changes around accompanying spouses and postgraduate work permits. The federal government says it's reviewing its temporary worker program as well. As provinces will be responsible for distributing permits among universities and colleges in their jurisdictions, CFIB is concerned that public institutions will be prioritized while private colleges will be overlooked, and many smaller private colleges are better able to offer the type of training most needed by employers. The temporary foreign worker program is one of the most effective solutions in addressing labor shortages. CFIB recommends that Ottawa hold open and public consultations on the recent announcements and any future potential changes. Employees of Public Health Ontario Labs are set to receive an additional 5.25% in pay increases to compensate for a provincial wage restraint law that was found unconstitutional 
and has now been repealed. The law, known as Bill 124, capped salary increases for broader public sector workers at 1% a year for three years. The Court of Appeal for Ontario recently ruled it unconstitutional and the government repealed it. CBC reports that since the law was first found unconstitutional by a lower court, arbitrators have awarded additional retroactive pay to several groups of workers that had re-opener clauses in their contracts. This includes teachers, nurses, other hospital workers, public servants, and college faculty. Now, 700 employees of Public Health Ontario, represented by the Ontario Public Service Employees Union, have been awarded an additional 0.75% retroactive to 2020, another 0.75% for 2021, and then an additional 3.75% in 2022, all on top of the 1% per year they previously received. An organization in Saugany, Quebec, is creating inclusive skills training for Canadians living with ADHD. Bambooza.ca is an interactive platform that offers online tools to help individuals build work skills by strengthening their memory through communication and improving problem-solving through collaboration. The focus of the training is on seven work skills that include managing emotions, inhibiting impulsivity, improving organization, cognitive flexibility, planning, and other skills. The platform is for everyone aged 16 and over in the job market or looking for work, living with ADHD. The training also offers tips for employers on how to optimize their employees' skills and improve productivity. This was Canada HR News. If you enjoyed this episode, follow us to stay up to date and leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or in your other favorite podcast platform. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and connect with us on X at CAD HR News and LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.